Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host Corey from Corey's Digs. How you doing, Corey? Doing all right. Hanging in there. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Taking a breather. It's been right. crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy as usual. Um, speaker's out this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week, but we have a lot to chat about. And before we started recording, we were just having a real conversation about things going on in our personal lives and the lives of people we care about. So many people going through so many issues. It's like everything's coming to a head, not just in the world, but in our personal lives as well. And uh, we wanted to just maybe have a real conversation about that maybe up front um, before we get into some other topics. Um, I know that you have an article we're going to go over as well today, Corey, Google and Realtor.com partner to install surveillance nests in your new home. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go over some Ukraine updates and talk about the economy, the digital currency, digital ID updates on all of that. And if we have time, we'll talk about this uh, Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation hearing that's uh, gotten a lot of coverage this week. So lots to cover. Yeah, a whole bunch. Everything is just moving so fast. I feel like <laughs> I feel like in the last two weeks, we somehow launched two years ahead in time. Yes, it does seem like time is accelerating. Time itself is spiraling to this axis point, um, this, this one point, and uh, going faster and faster as we get to that point. And um, I feel it too. And I know that really everybody I'm talking to, everybody is so on edge. They have this feeling in their guts that they just cannot shake. There's mm-hmm. this anxiety. And I know that's perpetuated a lot by the fear porn that's constantly shoved in our face, but also by reality itself, you know, uh, things not just going on in the world, but in our own personal lives. Um, we were just talking about kind of things going on in our personal lives, whether it's kind of trying to prepare. I mean, I know for me, my, my motto is pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. So I'm always coming up with contingencies plans for whatever the worst case scenario that they, you know, try to pull on us. And I still don't have my ducks in a row. And that's so stressful because a lot of it is like very much like this, you know, waiting game of trying to get your ducks in a row and preparation. Right. Right. It is. It's crazy. I don't have my ducks in a row at all. I know exactly what I need to do, but you know, just like with other people, we have families and so trying to get everyone on the same page and trying to get organized and, and situated where you want to be. And uh, they're moving so quickly on the money agenda, which, which surprised me. You know, I, I, I've been, you know, me, I've been tracking these agendas for years and kind of had a pretty good grasp on timelines of, of them all and things. And then with the whole digital currency and whatnot, I, I just felt like we had more time there. And I feel like they're utilizing this war, of course, to amp that up rapidly 
And, you know, it, it, it just makes you stop. And I'm sure with everyone, everyone's going through their head. Well, I know I get tons of emails. What do I do with my money? Where do I put my money? Um, which, which is something <clears throat> I'm actually working on right now with Catherine. I said, you know, everyone's always saying what people need to do, how you need to be in a community, how you need to network and how you need to pull, pull your money out of the big banks or, you know, a handful of things that are the kind of become the repeated words for what we need to do. But a lot of people can't do some of those things or they don't know how to do these things or they're not researchers or they don't know how to find the best bank or they don't know how to research a town or a mayor or, you know, to figure out where is best to relocate to. And there's just all these factors, all these things at play. And so I, I told Catherine, I said, I want to collaborate with her on that and put something together because uh, she's the financial guru. I certainly am not. So I, I need her on that end of things for certain. And she's got great ideas on other things too. And so <clears throat> that is after I finish an article I'm working on right now that pertains to our food industry, um, that's, that's my next project I'm going to be working on. But even for myself, I already know. <laughs> edge like as i'm writing this i'm literally going to be writing my own plan because i feel like i feel like it's important right now that people sit down and and you know with their families and write out a detailed plan to the best of their ability of you know what to do in this situation what to do in that situation um and and i know you're going to talk about today uh the, the, you know, the dollar, the U S dollar being devalued and whatnot. And, and I have a couple articles I wanted to share, uh, news, some news that just hit pertaining to the, the wallets, you know, and tying the digital IDs into the wallets, which we knew was their game all along. It's just, it's moving so rapidly. And I guess if we put it in perspective and say, well, this is our 2030 agenda. So we got, they got eight years left to complete this. You know how fast these years are ticking by. Right. Right. And um, I, I thought it was going to take them years to go from this kind of pilot program research phase to the actual rollout of CBDC. So I'm thinking, oh, I have time. Meanwhile, making some preparations, but it just feels like it is coming up upon us very quickly. And uh, nobody's really sure, um, you know, how, how quickly um, it is going to drop. And, uh, you know, with the escalation of all these factors, these sort of this, this next phase of the globalist agenda, which we see us mired in right now with Ukraine and Russia, um, that it is accelerating, you know, at a much rap more rapid scale. And, uh, you know, some comments that Larry Fink made this week um, kind of uh, support that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm feeling the pressure too. I think a lot of people are. And then, you know, you just pile on top of that um, families, um, what they're going through, whether stress in their job, personal illness, uh, moving. A lot of people are, are moving and trying to get their ducks in a row. It's just so much pressure, so much stress. Everybody's kind of scrambling right now. And right. Uh, when people hear us talking daily or week, sorry, weekly, about the news and you know things and, and then that plan. could be 
Yeah, that can be more overwhelming because here we are sharing more, you know, doom and gloom type information that's coming out, but it's information that people need to be aware of. It, it, it really sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... it's like, so it's good that we're having this conversation up front because I think people, uh, maybe that's what we're, what we've been lacking in our previous conversations as of lately. It's just more of this real mm-hmm. talk about how we're feeling it too. And we know everybody out there who's listening, how they're feeling that pressure, pressure, in their personal yeah. lives as well. And we uh, see that we can relate and, uh, you know, we're going through it as well. So, um, yeah. you know, um, I, I think that it's important that we do have these discussions just more on a personal level of how we're all dealing with this. Right. Um, and, and balancing our time, which is something I'm not good at because I, I am a workaholic, um, learning how to discipline ourselves and balancing our time, uh, right now is very important you know, and what you're focusing your time and energy into. Um, there's a, a lot of battles to be had, but I personally believe that right now, everyone's first and foremost battle should be getting their family into um, into a state where they feel some sense of security and stability to the best of their ability. I mean, you know, all this stuff is being thrown at us. And I think that if people felt a little more secure in their position, you know, had had some supplies prepped for the next year and were, you know, in a situation in a supportive net with a supportive network of people, that will take some pressure off um, in navigating this stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm feeling yeah. it too. I'm feeling it too. It's it's stressful these days, and it's not always fun to bring the negative news to um, you know to our listeners. But um, we're just kind of in that that phase right now. There's not a lot of positive. There are some, definitely some positive, and we tr- do try to balance that. But it's also important to really speak tr- truthfully about what's what's going on in the world and how it's going to affect us, you know, so people can prepare instead of just blowing sunshine up people's butts all day, you know, um, you know, those are more fun to, you know, have all positive conversations, but, um, sometimes we really do have to address, uh, the negative stuff that's, that's going on around us and how it's going to affect us. Um, so do you want to get into your article? Yeah. So this was a really short piece I did. I happened to be um, (laughs) in my planning stages and I was looking at uh, real estate in several different states. And so I was on realtor.com. And when I hit uh, Tennessee, uh, I all of a sudden see this ad showing up for smart home rewards uh, get Google Nest products valued at $2,014 on us. You may be eligible for realtor.com smart home rewards. When you buy a home with an agent, we connect you with. So right now what they're doing, <laughs> Google Nest, Google has partnered with realtor.com uh, to essentially set up surveillance systems in your property as long as you purchase something. So right now they're in select markets. They're doing this in Tennessee and Missouri, but clearly they're going to branch out. And 
so you have to use, now it's got to be a purchase of a minimum of $150,000 property and obviously with a home on it. And then you can get a, a bundle, a bundle of joy of spying equipment. <laughs> oh my God. Everything for, yeah, this is kind of a smart assery article. I couldn't help myself. Um, <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, anywhere from $699 to, you know, $2,000 so that you can literally build your prison. So from, from the, you know, the video doorbells to the uh, cameras inside and they make it sound all convenient and for your safety. And isn't this wonderful? We're going to tie you into the smart grid in your home so you can build your little prison cell and we can live in our digital world together. And, and so you have to use though their broker and their third party installer to, to, in order to get this wonderful package. And so I was looking back and I'm like, God, you know, cameras like set up inside your home and through Google nonetheless, and thermostats, you know, so, so I'm found these older news articles. I mean, not that old, they were like just a couple years old on, uh, where one person had, you know, so I'll just read this paragraph. So much in the same way, masks keep people safe from COVID Google's NAS products are ultra safe. It is really, uh, is it really that big of a deal that one couple had their heat cranked up via the Nest thermostat and a stranger announced their Google Nest camera that they were in their child's room? Get over it. I'm sure the couple that was warned by some strangers through their surveillance camera of incoming missiles from North Korea just shrugged it off over a glass of wine. And the man who hacked into the camera of a seven months old room to observe and talk to him was probably really just singing lullabies. So, so, so Google says, while we can't stop password breaches across the internet, we are committed to limiting the impact of compromised credentials on Nest accounts. Okay. Wow. Sure. So, I mean, I'm sure our listeners all know, don't be getting Amazon spyware and Google spyware and setting it up in your home, thinking that you're creating some secure, safe environment. There are probably other products out there that are not rigged into their surveillance systems if you feel the need to do something like that. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no worries. As far as, uh, you know, other people, be, people being able to hack into your cameras and observe. Oh, and what's spy. so crazy is there's so many people moving right now and looking at real estate that they're going to see this and they're going to be like, oh, this is great. Look, we can get all this stuff in here too. And right. have no idea what they are doing. But right. you got to scroll, you got to scroll down and just, cause <laughs> I love his artwork. He, uh, it's, it's yay freedom, <laughs> which, which is underneath that. If you scroll down here for, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mind trickery. They're very sneaky. Yes, they are. And it's not like we haven't caught Amazon and Google spying on us before. So mm-hmm. Why? Why would people want to welcome this into their homes? I think a lot of people just aren't aware. Well, that's their end game. They want everyone being in a virtual world, locked in their homes, you know, their whole digital workforce with their digital wallets and their digital identities and their digital currency as good global digital citizens. That's, that's the goal. So you're just 
buying equipment that's going to seal that deal. Yeah, creepy. Absolutely creepy. creepy. Yeah. All right. So I know that you have um, uh, some books that you want to talk about in the bookstore and your library. Um, yeah, well, not specifically. I mean, I do, I do have the one book that I published um, recently, and I did finally finish the nine-part series on the uh, psychological part of this whole agenda of getting the masses to be obedient. But no, I just, I quarterly, um, I update the library uh, for red pilling. So basically what it is, is it's, it's the majority, it's not all of them, but it's the majority of my investigative reports and articles and I categorize them. So it's just, it's all organized with hyperlinks to the reports so that if people are looking for solutions or they're looking for stuff specific to COVID or agendas against humanity, or, you know, I have it all broken down into categories. So it makes it easier for sharing or looking things up. So I just, I update that quarterly and I just put out um, volume seven. You should scroll down to the COVID section. It's, I'm like, wow, I have really done a lot of reports on this whole agenda. Oh, wow. And a lot, a lot of those are like four part, five part reports, you know? So it's pretty crazy. It is crazy. This the past <laughs> two years have just flown oh by. I know I've in two years, I think I've written the equivalent. I've written like two books <laughs> and probably 50 articles and reports on top of that. It's insane. Absolutely insane. There's so this- much. And there's so much more that I've researched that I have sitting in files that I I don't have time to write. You know, if I had like five writers that could just hammer this stuff out, I see all the dots connecting and everything. I just, I can't possibly, I can't possibly get it all out. I need to just start doing little two minute sound bites. Hey, look at this. Hey, eyes on this. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. I mean, and I think this is another thing. Um, that we maybe should have talked about in the front of our, our podcast when we were just talking about real personal stuff is, um, and we've talked about this in the past, is just feeling time poor. Like, okay, you know, money is one thing, but it's like our time. It, yeah. It's just, there's not enough time in the day to get it all done. And I think a lot of people yeah. can relate to that. So much oh, that we yeah. need to do, want to do, um, and, and uh you know, it's really hard to prioritize when there's so many, you know, fires to put out and things to plan for. And yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I need to write a time budget myself (laughs) and then figure out how to discipline myself to stick to it. Cause I mean, I, I I can get lost down a rabbit hole or writing. And then I look up at the clock and like five hours went by and it felt like five minutes. Yep. Same. Oh, Absolutely. It is crazy. Well, one thing that has been sucking a lot of our time Hmm. lately is the situation in Ukraine, which I'm going to give you some um, updates on kind of where we're at for this week. But, you know, all signs just in general, all signs are pointing towards escalation and expansion of this war, because, of course, the war is the next phase of the globalists plan for domination. And um, just like COVID was, you know, two years ago, um, here we are with with the situation in Ukraine. But um, consensus from both parties, Democrats, neocons, the whole DC uniparty, the media, global elites, 
worldwide, they're all echoing the same rhetoric and beating the war drums. And there's hardly a single voice of dissent among them. It's really frustrating um, mm -hmm. to hear any kind of voice of dissent. And of course, if it's like a Tucker Carlson or a Lar Logan, you know, they're right. completely shunned. They're Russian assets. Right. Um, so here we are, um, once again, just like anybody speaking out against COVID and the whole agenda were, you know, disinformation and, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, the Biden regime this week is warning of potential chemical or biological attacks by Russia. And mm. they've previously said, Biden had previously said when he was asked if the U.S. would get involved militarily that, you know, Russia would pay a severe price if chemical weapons were used. And so now here we are with this week, um, Biden saying uh, that the U.S. intelligence, meaning the CIA, is <laughs> telling him that a chemical or biological attack by Russia is possible. And, you know, how are we to take this? Because I think that uh, the general population who is not as, I guess, in well-informed are just taking it at face value. But with considering all that we know about the U.S. involvement with biolabs in Ukraine, plus mm -hmm. all the lies we've been fed about Ukraine on everything from Hunter Biden to Soros to the Obama administration's involvement in the regime change to deep state money laundering, I mean, all of it. Mm -hmm. um, we've been lied to and we've caught them in their lies along the way. How could we possibly trust the U.S. intelligence community right. now when they say that any that a biological attack or a chemical attack was in fact done by Russians? I mean, we absolutely cannot trust that kind of intelligence, can we? No. No. 100% no. 100% no. And so the Biden regime and the U.S. intelligence are also talking about a potential for uh, cyber cyber attack. Um, oh yeah, well we knew that was coming. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to pull that off on us intentionally so they can push forth more agendas. Exactly. Like I mean, the this, digital ID for security. Exactly. This again cannot be trusted to be attributed to Russia. I mean, with everything that we know of the lies of Russian hacks Every, that were actually everything on Russia that were actually I, done by our own intel communities, and we've caught them doing this, i.e., Seth Rich, the whole RussiaGate thing. And mm -hmm. considering what Klaus Schwab himself has said at Cyber Polygon, as well as other speeches, he's blatantly said that the next pandemic is, will be a cyber pandemic. So yeah. this is part of the globalist plan for domination, a cyber pandemic in which they can seize more control out of the chaos that they've created, as you just mentioned with the digital IDs and, oh, it's for your safety and security, right? Everything, mm -hmm. all for your safety and your convenience and your security. Yeah, so yeah, Biden- well, there's, already, there's already been a lot of stuff going on and I don't know enough about, I, I, I should say, I I don't understand enough about some of the deep tech stuff but I, just from the surface like i get people emailing me all the time having issues with downloads now when i didn't before where it's coming up blank their browsers aren't displaying it um they're trying to download and then it boots them out um there's like a lot of crazy little annoying things going on so i, I already can see there's some tampering that's happening 
Almost definitely. And with these corporations who are now falling in line with the Biden regime and all of these uh, leaders across the world who are imposing sanctions, I mean, all of these big tech corporations are in on it. And um, you can expect to be deplatformed or to have all sorts of uh, walls, firewalls put in place for you to be able to not view things or uh, your information to be monitored. Um, I'm expecting that completely at this point um, because of Russian disinformation, right? (laughs) Russia, Russia, Russia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Biden's now in Brussels this week holding an emergency meeting with NATO. They're inc- they're increasing troops, planning contingencies. I mean, things are heating up. They're not de-escalating at this point, which can give you a clue as to which way this is going to go. Um, but meanwhile, um, Ukraine and um, Russia are still holding peace talks, though those talks have been moving sort of slowly. Um, Ukraine appears to have conceded that they're not going to join NATO. However, Ukraine's looking to um, try to get some sort of guarantee from Western countries that they're going to be protected if from Russian aggression in the future, which is sort of a de facto membership of NATO. I mean, they're asking for right. NATO members to protect them without right. actually officially declaring that they're joining NATO. And so it seems sort of like a stalemate at this point, although they say the talks are still ongoing. But mm. um, there's accusations on all sides. And uh, I know kind of where I stand on this. I mean, the U.S. is accusing Russia of war crimes, right, for indiscriminately attacking on civilians and other atrocities. Well, yeah, that's getting a lot of coverage, but what's not getting a lot of coverage is the accusations that um, Ukrainian Nazi Azov Battalion is um, committing atrocities against the Ukrainian citizens and using Ukrainian citizens as human shields, as well as hiding their military equipment purposely in civilian areas. Mm -hmm. And so that is not getting the coverage that it needs to get that balanced understanding of what's really going on. Right. Right. And so, I mean, this is getting really ugly on all sides and I do really feel for the Ukrainian people themselves. Um, However, I absolutely at this point, uh, there's not, you know, it's not a good side versus bad side in this war and we shouldn't be involved in, in escalating it any further with US involvement, in my opinion. I mean, but our leaders are just moving full steam ahead towards expansion of this war to cover their tracks of the crimes they've committed in Ukraine, as well as to complete the next phase on their globalist takeover plan. I mean, Biden even said the the quiet part out loud uh, this week when he said that times have shifted and a new world order is coming. So, um, oh, did he? I missed yes. that. You want to hear I it? I missed I'll, that I'll one. Put the, <laughs> I'll put the volume on. <laughs> oh, this guy. Uh, let oh, me, my goodness. Hold on one sec. <laughs> you know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. 
as one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since then we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is the time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there. And we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. Huh. I'm going to have to download and archive that one. I had not, uh, I did not see that one. Wow. Yeah. Oops. 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 Big oops. Yeah. I mean, going to be a new world order coming. Yeah. Not if we can help it. But it takes the citizens waking up to realize um, that the globalist agenda, you know, is with this war and uh, escalation of this war, just as it took citizens waking up and fighting back on the globalist agenda with COVID. It's the same agenda, just a different phase of their plan that we've entered into. Right. And people have got to wake up to this. I mean, and take their, you know, social media avatars of the Ukrainian flag off and the glorification of Zelensky. Ugh. Just not taking mm-hmm. it at face value because here we have Zelensky, um, you know, really imposing a dictatorship at this point. I mean, banning all political opposition and seizing control of the media entirely. And here <laughs> we are propping him up as some freedom fighter for democracy, and it's not the truth. So, wow, he's ordered. He has ordered bringing all TV news channels under government control. <laughs> yep. Fake. And there were like 11 something uh, or maybe more political parties that he's absolutely completely banned in the country, um, securing his control of the country, you know, indefinitely. It's it's a dictatorship at this point. And uh, they're using the excuse, of course, that this is under martial law, that this is just because of the war. But again, you understand how, if you understand how these people work with COVID, how they imposed basically a dictatorship around the world. And, you know, all of these so-called democracies like the United States here, you know, um, they were able to impose all kinds of laws and rules and mandates under this so-called emergency. So they use emergencies to impose dictatorships, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's where we're at with with the Ukraine and uh, kind of moving into the economy and how, how they bleed and play into each other is, you know, this whole Ukraine thing with the sanctions and everything, Saudi Arabia considering use, using the yen um, for for their oil trade with China, Putin coming out this week um, saying that he's demanding um, the use of rubles for Russian gas to unfriendly countries like in the EU. Um, so all of this is definitely, definitely going to play into the value of the dollar, uh, the petrodollar. And, uh, you know, so um, we're watching the, the real-time controlled demolition <laughs> of the U.S. dollar. Um, on top of that, with, you know, Congress spending trillions of dollars and siphoning billions off to Ukraine, which we've in the past caught them. Um, you know, doing this whole Ponzi scheme shell game where, you know, a lot of that money was ending up with with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Right. Right. Um, So 
lot of uh, effery going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's basically the controlled demolition of the U.S. dollar that's happening. And um, partly what we were talking about earlier um, about, about how this is happening so rapidly and um, how it's... it's pink. Yeah, and then how it's playing into their plans of rolling out the central bank digital currency, you know, and Larry Fink from BlackRock coming out this week and sending out a letter to um, all of his um, stakeholders and, and talking about how this Ukraine invasion is really accelerating their plans as far as digital currencies and ESG. And this is all about um, BlackRock's plan and which they have really um, already implemented to some degree of controlling corporations and clients um, to um, get in line with their um, social credit system, their uh, climate credit system, and um, but now Larry Fink is starting to talk about the digital currencies as well, which he's kind of hesitated in the past. And now he's since and this is really on the heels of Biden coming out with his executive order on making yeah. central bank digital currencies the highest urgency. So here we are. Yeah, we see the dominoes falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's really interesting, some of the comments that um, Larry Fink said this week. Um, he said, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has put an end to the globalization we have experienced over the last three dec decades. And people are like, yay, end of globalization. Well, Larry Fink yeah. is also a World Economic Forum board member. And, you know, so he's not too happy about that. And I think that um, this is just basically him saying, no, we're, you know, we're going to go into the next phase, which is, you know, looking towards digital currencies. All control. Yep. Global digital payment system. Right. And so here we are, you know, that's that's really their their plan. They're going to um, use this Ukraine crisis to say, look, you know, we've got to really roll this out quickly in order to stabilize things and uh, continue you know um, yeah there was here wait scroll back down i was reading <laughs> i haven't had time to read this yet i can't keep up with everything here a little further all right so he said okay so on digital currencies fink said the ukrainian conflict has the potential impact on accelerating digital currencies the war will prompt countries to reevaluate their currency dependencies yeah, and then and then we, you and I were talking about um, the video clip that was going around, and we weren't sure if that was from this week or if it was older. Nonetheless, timing is really irrelevant in this matter because of what he has to say. Yeah, I'll go ahead and play that because it's worth um, listening to because this is really what it's all about: controlling people through the currency and right. um, and changing people's behaviors through the currency and someone as powerful as globalist Larry Fink um, of BlackRock can do that and will do that with his power. So I'm gonna play this real quick. Okay. Well, behaviors are gonna have to change and this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors.
Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Well, behaviors got, got that, everyone? They are forcing behaviors, and they're not, I mean, on so many levels, on almost every agenda I've covered is about forcing behaviors and mindsets and becoming obedient um, in this human enslavement system they're trying to build. Yeah, it's the social credit system and the climate credit system. I mean, it all comes together. So, and speaking of it all comes together, I know that there were a couple of articles which relate to each other and to this topic, um, talking about Apple um, and digital IDs. Yeah, so... Ah, so many states on board with this. So we've talked about this and I, I covered this in my book about the, um, the real ID, the whole driver's license deal they're doing and they had already started implementing it in some states. And they're saying that this, uh, they expect all states to be on board with this by 2023 with the digital driver's license. So now what's happening is uh, Apple is... Um, Essentially, here, let me, let me go to the, I'm going to go to a different article that I have pertaining to this. So this one, yeah. So Apple announced that Arizona is the first state to offer driver's license and state ID in wallet. Starting today, Arizonans can add their driver's license or state ID to wallet and tap their iPhone or Apple watch to seamlessly and securely, securely present it at select TSA security checkpoints in Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. So now here's the dealio, because there's a lot more states on board, um, which I'm gonna kind of bounce back and forth between these two two articles here. Uh, So the one is an Apple press release and the other one is uh, an article here. So so it's not just in, in addition to Arizona, they're planning on Connecticut, Georgia, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Utah would be among the first states to adopt the new form of credential. And Wednesday's press release just added Colorado, Hawaii, Mississippi, Ohio, and Puerto Rico to the list. So real ID documents will be required to fly domestically in the U.S. by 2023 unless they push the deadline back again. So I, like I said, I had covered the 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 real ID situation and what was going on. And if you go into the website for real ID, it literally, it shows all the states. So this is already, this is happening. And so what they've done now is uh, there, I'm going to bounce back to the, to the other one, because what they explained in this press release is once you add this to your wallet, the, you know, the driver's license and whatnot, so now users can present their driver's license or state ID to the TSA at participating airport security checkpoints, which we already know uh, Raytheon Thales is, has been working on the biometrics in airports. So that's been amping up. Um, they've also been working on the whole smart health card deal. So, so this involves biometrics and <laughs> beyond that, what they say, they say on their iPhone or Apple Watch, users will be shown which information is requested by the TSA. So we don't know exactly yet because they're not saying. 
And then they'll consent to provide it with face ID or touch ID without having to unlock their iPhone or show their ID card. All information is shared digitally, so users do not need to show or hand, other, hand over their device to present their ID. The TSA will also capture a picture of the traveler for verification purposes. So when you set this up, it requires you to do so, uh, selfies and you have to do like different positions of your head and whatnot. So, you know, different angles. And then the biometric authentication will take place using the face ID and the touch ID, which of course, you know, is all for your security. And none of this information is being saved anywhere um, other than, you know, so let me go back to the to the other article here. Let's see. Pay. I literally just pulled this up before we started the podcast. So uh, such a combination of digital ID and banking and healthcare function brings the user closer than ever before to the World Economic Forum's known traveler digital identity which is the digital certificate that um, the, the WHO is working on with their treaty and getting the whole, you know, which we haven't even really talked about the whole WHO treaty yet. Um, yeah, I needed to <laughs> revisit that. because <laughs> I know that was on our radar. It's just, gosh, there's so much to, to cover. I know, I know. I mean, that's, that's something wowzers. That is something, something else. So uh, the who yeah being being in charge here on an international level that's that's rather alarming so basically it's this entire it's what we've been saying it's what i've covered in my reports you know that they're they're rolling up they're coming at it from every angle from the banks from the covid the vaccine id passports getting the health records digital ids the driver's licenses all of it they're coming at it from every angle and they're all um, getting everyone in and hooked into it as much as they can. While in the meantime, the who's working out all their details, and then they're going to incorporate the whole digital certificate on their end as well. So it's just goodness. So anyone who thinks this is a convenience by having your biometrics and using that at an airport because, oh, isn't it wonderful? You can just walk, walk by and tap and it's just, it's, it's so nice and convenient. Oh, it, so nice and convenient. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a little video example. Hit yeah. That. I didn't watch that before. Oh, on their smartwatch, they're just doing a quick little scan. There isn't you go. That isn't that so nice some and convenient? People, some of your tech people that are oblivious are going to think this is so cool. It's going to make things so much faster and efficient. Right. Right. Uh, it's all about convenience, safety, security, convenience. That's the selling point. So the disguise and cloaking of all of this is just unreal. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Unreal is definitely the operative word right there. <laughs> Yeah. Who's ready to go off grid with me? Yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> I just, I prefer not to go into the desert. I don't really care for the heat. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I like the mountains. Yeah. I, I would be great with the mountains. Yep. Yep. So speaking of unreal, um, yeah, I've had the pleasure of listening to the Katanji Brown Jackson 
confirmation hearing this week. Hours, oh, hours. Poor thing. <laughs> joy. <laughs> oh, but I will say that this week the American people have learned a lot about Katanji Brown Jackson's radical ideologies. I mean, some key moments of the hearings were Cruz, Holly, and yes, Graham's. Uh, exchanges with Katanji Brown Jackson over her extreme leniency on sentencing child porn criminals. And her excuses were so thin throughout the whole hearing. It's always the same thing over and over again consistently that it's Congress's fault for not updating the sentencing guidelines to be current with the digital age and the Uh. ease of which child porn criminals can obtain child porn. Those poor child criminals, it's just so easy to obtain child porn these days. They shouldn't be punished. They're victims. Oh, Lord. Disgusting. I don't buy it. And neither do the American people. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting to see how this judge has treated criminals as victims instead of protecting the actual victims and deterring these evil acts. But um, I I think that that pretty much got the most play and really was hammered home this week um, by some of the members uh, in this confirmation hearing. Um, But other things that really did come to light uh, were her uh, history with CRT. Um, And so, you know, Senator Cruz had grilled Jackson on, excuse me, on her understanding of CRT, whether it's taught in schools and her previous statements on it. She tried to wiggle out of it, but Cruz just brought up the fact that Jackson sits on a board of Georgetown Day School, which is filled with overwhelming CRT material. <laughs> and he continued to read some of the books taught at the school, which she, which clearly pushed CRT ideology. So I thought that right. was quite, quite convincing. Uh, and her responses were pretty weak and uh, lame. You can see right through them. Um, basically, another topic that came up that I think that was a, a highlight or low light, I guess, depending on how you view it, um, was how uh, Marsha Blackburn had brought up, um, she had confronted KBJ on the definition of a woman, to which KBJ just refused to answer, saying, quote, I'm not a biologist. (laughs) I just, I just, I can't even, I can't even stand it anymore. It's, it's, what universe are we living in? God, (laughs) can't sorry can't define what a woman is i'm not a biologist okay yeah (laughs) of course she knows what a woman is but it's just it's um showing that the most you know this is going to be if she's you know confirmed the most radical judge um taking a supreme court position Mm -hmm. um and she doesn't want to upset her woke left supporters and you, you can guarantee that any judgments that she makes from the bench won't protect girls or women, whether it comes to, you know, sports or shared bathrooms or locker rooms when those types of um, cases are brought before her. Uh, So during the the course of the week, I would say just in general, the American people were able to see how radical Katanji Brown Jackson is and uh, how she's a protector of child uh, porn criminals who supports radical Mar- Marxist views on CRT as well as the transgender agenda. 
And despite all of this, I still do think that KBJ will be confirmed to the Supreme Court. I think it's, yeah, I do, sadly. Now, when does that, when does that take place, the vote? When did the, when does this get determined? You know what? Good question. Um, I, I know that the, the hearings are wrapping up, so I'd say very soon. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Glad I didn't listen to that hearing. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> considering, you know, these, these unelected judges that are completely unaccountable, not able to be held accountable by the American people, you know, how much power and control that they have over the lives of the American people, you know, I just feel like it's right. my duty to understand, you know, what we're dealing with. And right. um, yeah, it's a lot of power that they wield. So uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely upsetting to see this kind of uh, nomination to the Supreme Court and potential confirmation. Um, I'll be shocked and surprised and gladly so if she's not confirmed. So we'll see. Wow. 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 Well, I am going to be working on, like I said, after I finish this um, article, I'm in that. So I actually have, uh, it took me three days to organize and clean up all the files and images that I had on both of my computers from the past three to four months of research and writing I've done. I had over 3000 files I had to organize. I know, you know, how fun that is edge. Mm, so fun. And, so, so that took me, took three days out of my week. And um, now I've got my cyber guy coming out because uh, there's some stuff I need to take care of on my computers and whatnot. And uh, I'll, I will be working on that and getting some things in order. And then I'm going to be working on the, the food article. And then I'll be collaborating with Catherine on the um, kind of step-by-step solution planning related type piece that, that I'm going to work on. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to put together some good information in there that will help some people out and um yeah i'm looking forward to that collaboration with um Catherine austin fitz that should be awesome yeah she, me too. that woman sure is a, a wealth of information she really is she really is she's awesome very very uh and it's funny because I've had people ask me, well, well, what's she like when she's not on camera? I'm like exactly the same. She's the same person, you know, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's authentic. She's genuine. She totally so, strike, strikes me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good deal. Lots, lots of stuff to cover, lots of stuff going on in personal lives and lots of um, projects and things that we're all working on uh, behind the scenes to bring forward to you guys the listeners on a weekly basis so definitely share this podcast and stay tuned for more uh, we are on BitChute, foxhole gab tv iheart radio odyssey pilled rumble soundcloud spotify stitcher TuneIn, and youtube and we'll see you back next time right here on dig it Thank you.